Okay, welcome to the next episode of the SNA podcast. Today I'm sitting down with uh, Daniel Mullenbeck to talk about uh, API and all things integration. Hello, Daniel. Hey. Hey, uh, do you want to just quickly introduce yourself for the, for the group, for those who don't know you? Sure. Um, Daniel Mullenbeck. I have my 12th year now in BP and um, I'm the principal integration architect, which is basically covering, uh, covering everything integration in BP. Awesome. Wow. Um, great. Great to have you. Um, and I think t- today we're, we're clearly talking about all things integration. Um, and I, I wonder if you can start off by giving us a bit of a, a history, um, because I know we've, we've been on, on, on quite a, quite a, a journey um, in, in this space. Uh, if you were to look back over the last, I don't know, three, four years, uh, can you give us a, a bit of a flavor of some of the key things that have happened um, from, from an integration perspective, what, what are some of the big questions we've been looking to answer? Perhaps? Okay, sure. Um, so if you just see where we've been in uh, three, four years ago, we had a lot of legacy integration products, right? Um, probably every middleware product in the world, we had it somewhere in yep. the corner. Yes. Um, but we saw a lot of challenges coming in, and that's where Diana, at that time, um, leading the data team, um, asked me to, to, to basically refresh the integration strategy mm. and to see, um, do we need to modernize? Um, are we still able to deliver to our demands? Yes. And just, that, on just that, that trigger for the refresh of the integration strategy, was it just kind of, we know it's a bit old and it looks, needs looking at, or was there, what were, what were the triggers that asked for that? Maybe you were getting to that. So, yeah. so um, I called it in the, in the integration strategy the digital mandate. Yes. Um, three and a half years ago, four years ago, um, we saw there's something coming on the horizon. Yes. Uh, we as an organization are not able to deliver as fast as possible. Um, that was one trigger, so speed, agility. Yes. Um, the other one was technology. We, we knew there's a cloud program. Uh, we know we are m- moving into the clouds. Um, yes. We are using new technologies. And the question was whether our existing products were actually fit for purpose. Mm. Um, but also, I think if you see the, the way um, in the past integration was basically connecting systems that were somewhere in our data centers. Yes. So we had control. We had somehow control on these systems. Uh, we had control on change cycles. We had control on our network. Yes. Um, but now we're extending basically our data centers into the cloud. We are more yes. and more moving into SaaS products, so yes. we are relying on external parties. Um, so we can't control them, they will control us. We are moving into more user experience based systems, so we are connecting mobile applications, um, we talk about Internet of Things. Yes. We basically need to connect everything with everything, right? Mm. Um, means the, the, the kind of classical integration problem from connecting systems in the back end was basically exploded into connect everything. Yes. And, um, and at the same time, as you're saying, your level of control is going down yes. as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, I think we, we also faced a lot of challenges in the way um, how quick we, quickly can we actually deliver. Right? If you see four or five years ago, if the business or um, our colleagues requested us to build interfaces, it took six months, nine months. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think definitely that's where, as p- coming back to the integration strategy, we, we basically wanted to address three things. 
One was people. Yes. So how can we make a, uh, a new platform properly available for the organization where not just um, the integration experts that we have can deliver on the platform, but we basically use what we call nowadays probably citizen developers, but how can we basically democratize the problem? Right, yes. to be basically get faster and basically to work on the ever increasing demand. So, so, so let me just understand that because you, you're saying people. Are you essentially saying that regardless of who I am or you know my request, I should be able to have that satisfied? If if it's for a, a kind of connectivity challenge, if you like, regardless of who I am and my IT competence, I should be able to to, yes. to get some. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that was one of the ideas. So we yeah. said, hey. Um, we don't want to use integration products that are only available for you if you are certified and if you have 12 years of experience, yes, right? Yeah. Um, second thing was about processes, right? How can we make sure that we are not relying on, on processes with change cycles and that we can actually deliver faster? Yes, we still need to have control, we need to have still governance, but how in the same way where we're saying, hey, we need to democratize a problem, how can we then make sure that all the people that are potentially using the platform can deliver quickly onto the platform? By that time, we haven't calling it MVPs, we haven't calling it um, Agile, yes. but we knew we need to change something to get quicker. Excellent. Yeah. So and then the third problem is, what is a platform? <laughs> so what is a platform that helps us delivering all the aspects um, and challenges we saw? Um, and by that, did you mean the integration platform, or did you just mean platforms in general? Like we, we didn't know. We oh, didn't know. We, yeah, knew yeah. we have a lot of legacy in the house, but we knew this legacy is not fit for purpose. Very good. And that's where we basically started um, uh, going to the market. But before we then started, let's uh, look after the technology. We basically said, what are the principles we need mm. to get after? Mm. Right? Let's not do the same shit again and again and again, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's really find uh, a set of principles that are basically fundamental for the API, uh, for the integration strategy, which one of them was basically reuse. So if we want to, to get faster, if we want to basically promote um, uh, the organization to use the platform yes. that we potentially get, how can we then promote reuse? And reuse basically means we need to share, we need to collaborate, right? We need to, all the assets that we are implementing need to be accessible to everybody in BP. So it's not an IT thing, right? We need to make it accessible. Mm -hmm. So that's where, with this reuse thinking, and um, certainly I don't know how many thousands of, of production backend systems we have, uh, we always were thinking that this is our asset, right? Yes. BP's asset, yeah. or one of the core BP assets is data. So how can we make this data accessible for everybody in BP to uh, build new solutions, probably get some more competitive advantage that yes. we see? And that's where this whole thinking what APIs came into pitch, right? Where we said, hey, um, APIs are probably a crucial enabler right. for our systems that we have to get access to this data sets, to the functionality of these systems and really make it available for the organization. And the third big pillar was um, what we called smart endpoints, dumb pipelines by that time. Yeah. We wanted to get the complexity out of the middle center, right, where we have a centralized service team delivering mm -hmm. solutions and building all the, what you call business logic, integration logic in the center, yes. get it to the, to the edges. And what we mean with this is really 
um, the responsibility, the ownership should rely with the service teams. What we know is our mod IT yes. journey called service team. By yeah. that time, we haven't talked about <laughs> service teams, but we wanted to really make sure that the system owner by that time yes. is responsible for the integration into the system. Absolutely. Okay. So this is, just to be clear, you said reuse was one of the principles. What was number two? Was that API-led API thinking to yeah. really about API and the promotion of APIs in yes. our thinking? Yeah. Uh, and the third one is was this smart endpoint stump pipelines. Yeah. Um, and I think this was really the third one was the lessons learned we made um, probably 15 years ago now with all the SOAS service-oriented architecture yeah. and we implement ESBs, so enterprise service buses. Yeah. And with all the dilemma we got then uh, by having a centralized uh, beast yes. that is uh, governed to the hell and so every change took us ages. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one thing that strikes me as, as you, you went through those three principles, uh, particularly the first one, reuse, um, and, and I guess it applies to all of them. If, if you're sharing and doing all this reuse, there's a there's a quite an emphasis to ensure that those assets, whatever you're calling them, APIs or whatever they are, are always up to date. I don't know, evergreen, fit for purpose. You can't just put something out there and say, yeah, you use it, but actually, in two years' time, if if it's still not performing or whatever, you, you know that the quality is going down. So there, there is an emphasis on whatever we're building that we maintain it and that and keep it you know, a really good health. If you yeah. like. And that's where I think from day one, we actually, or my vision was APIs are not just technology things, mm. right? Mm. Um, we need to think about APIs as products that we are delivering with a life cycle, right? And a life cycle also means I, I need to basically constantly ask the users for feedback. I need to constantly evolve my product. And probably I need to sunset my project at mm. a certain point, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm always trying to use the analogy of an app store, right? Where we're saying, hey, I will now probably start building my own app. Yeah. <laughs> Unless there is no, it doesn't fit my requirements. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the first thing I'm, I'm probably doing is search in the app store for my asset I need. Um, and then, thirdly, uh, my bias is always probably finding something with good ratings, right? Yes. Because I know a lot of people already re reused this mm. or used this as an asset. And I think the vision was really around APIs having the same thinking. We need a marketplace, we need to collaborate on it, we need to provide feedback. But I think in the same sense, um, because we might have competition against APIs in future, right? All the owners of the APIs, they need to make sure that they have world-class products, yeah. right? They need to deliver, they need to get, provide good quality. But on the same time, because I think we are stretching it from a central um, delivery organization to probably all of BP, I think we need to make sure that I can rely on an API even in one year's time. Right. Yes. That we need to have a set of SLAs available, and an API for me is has one of the kind of fundamental things on APIs are contracts. Yes. Right. I'm providing a contract, and I'm writing a contract with yourself. So you, as a consumer, and I'm as a provider of an API. Right. We both need to be able to rely on a contract, and this is really like a physical contract we have in place. Right. Because we are democratizing the problem, so everybody could potentially use this API yes. in, in BP, we really need to also make sure that I'm, I basically provide an SLA around it um, and all the services you, you can guarantee or can be guaranteed for. And, and when you consume that API, as it were, you're signing up to that contract to say, actually, th th these are the terms 
that I'm, I'm, I'm as a consumer of this service, I'm willing to, to yes. abide by. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I think crucial is, is there really that um, I need to be able to rely on your service. Right. So trust is a big factor in that. Trust right? is a very big factor. And if you see company, how companies like um, Microsoft are doing it, they are, for example, saying for every major version of the APIs, they guarantee you it's, um, they give you a notice period, I think, of six months, right, before they change the version of an API. So really that you be able to rely on it, but you can also then basically harvest this information back into your own processes yeah. that you actually know when you need to change it. Okay. And that's what I'm mentioning with... We are coming into a world where we have external dependencies, right? Whether this API sits internal in BP or somewhere external from Salesforce, from mm. Microsoft, whatever mm. we use, mm. um, there's a dependency yeah. to our systems, right? Absolutely. We can't tell them when they have to change the API, they're just changing it. Yeah. But they give you a notice period. And I think we need to get into the same mindset that um, this is a contract and I can get, be guaranteed that this is available for me. Um, but I also need to, to think through what happens if the service is being decommissioned or sunsetted, right? So, so the question that comes to mind is, you know, and you started off earlier on talking about, you know, the, the, the ultimate problem statement here is connecting, connecting everything, right? Mm -hmm. and, and in a world where you've got your Salesforce, your Microsoft, etc., yeah, fine, I can trust them from an API perspective. But say me as a consumer, or, how are you managing the risk whereby me as a consumer is trying to trust company X who are, who are unknown to us? We're not sure of their credibility, their, 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 their you know, the provenance of their data. How, how is that value being assessed and how is trust being assessed in that basis? I think that's part of the, the, the own of the API they need to make sure, right? I think that's something we can provide. But in, in the same situation, we don't know on the yeah. market, right, mm. what happened, what's happening. So I think we need to build this agility back into our products to really make sure if, if a company is, is running out of, of service, um, if we don't want to maintain any certain API anymore because it doesn't bring us value, yes. right? Um, that you are flexible enough in your architecture, basically, to probably replace it with another service. And that's where I think, if you think about having kids, right, with, with uh, uh, think about Lego bricks, right, it's the same metaphor, right? You can probably re replace one brick with another brick easily. Yes. Um, yeah. And I think this was the intention because I think the technology of an API is make it so simple in vertex commas for us to replace certain items in my, in my uh, solution that I can easily probably replace uh, one API offering with a second API okay, offering. Yeah, yeah. So you've, you've got that kind of, I um, don't want to say plug and play, but there's, yeah, it, 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 it's replaceable. But I think we need to build into a, cons uh, we need to assume there's a constant change in our yeah. landscape. Right? Yeah, that's the, that's, the one, that's the one thing you can be sure of, right? There's going to be change as, as, as we carry on. I mean, so, so that's really good kind of context and, um, and kind of, pillars of your strategy. If we zoom forward and say, actually, if, if that's what we were intending to do, where, where are we now and how much of that have we kind of brought to life, if you like? So the, I was addressing this people problem and one thing which was actually to help us to get where we are now is um, to establish what we call nowadays the Center for Enablement. Mm. Right. We, at the same time, we we had to make sure that we have a, an, a or we, we select a platform 
but also we need to rethink on how we operate in future as an organization. Yeah. And that's where we introduce this concept of a center for enablement, right? Yes. That at the same time we are saying we need to democratize or self-service a platform, we need to have a central team providing world-class uh, capabilities to, to um, us. Secondly, it was certainly how can we get this this message out to the organization around thinking about APIs, hmm. yeah. right? Um, because I think this API term is probably quite overloaded. Um, and I think we had to make sure at the same time we are selecting a product and we need to make sure that we mature as an organization to think about reuse, to think about APIs, yeah. to think about, hey, the service owner needs to own this piece, yes. right? We don't have a central owner anymore. Right, right. And I think we are, by that, I think we are quite good now. Um, still a long way to go. Yes. Because, because we in BPA, we are a massive organization. We have a lot of history. We have a lot of different mindsets. And um, one of the priorities this year is actually to get this mindset thing, right? Think about APIs and uh, we will probably in the near future see the new ITNS strategy yes. which is basically, if you see one of the pillars there is around um, uh, modular BP which yes. is actually the same thinking, right? The underlying concept is around how can we do reuse um, how can we get quicker in the sense of connecting IT services, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and, and to be to be fair, it, it's, it's more than just IT services is right. You know, I think one of the recent examples we talk about is, is a divestment of Alaska. But if you think about the, the opportunities we're looking in low carbon and new sources of value, there's going to be a lot more of this kind of connection and kind of divestment as well. So, so that thinking of connecting everything is is good for all of all BPs. And you're exactly that. That's the thinking around modular BP as well. Yeah, yeah. So see, we, we were on the forefront <laughs> with all the thinking, which is, I think, and I think it shows us in terms of maturity that we had the right idea three and a half years ago Yeah. to really help us where we are now um, with connecting things, with being, I think we are there, uh, not there yet, in the sense of have we delivered everything? Um, and then maybe that brings us now to the product yes. we are using yeah. and, and why we've selected it. Mm. And I think with with the complexity that we are in in BP is in terms of size and size, we markets are we, operate we are using multi-cloud environments. We are using Microsoft Azure Cloud. We're using Amazon's AWS Cloud. Yes, um, we have our own data centers. We are connecting to external parties to our customers. So we had to basically find an integration um, product platform capability which really addresses all these things that I was talking about earlier yes but at the same time also um, being able to implement this into our own complexity yeah. um, be because at the end we need to talk about technology and if we talk about integration we talk about physics right yeah we talk about physics in the sense of we need to shuffle around um, network packages and um, so when we then released this, this strategy um, and we said, hey, let's now find probably a platform that helps us, um, we went to the market. Um, by that time, there were probably three, four, five 
uh, candidates or mm -hmm. shortlisted yes. platforms available. Yes. Um, most of them had very similar kind of capabilities, technically te te technical capabilities. Yeah. Um, again, coming back to the principles, API-led, yeah. um, plus basically seeing our massive legacy, so we have a big SAP estate, we have a lot of databases sitting around, we had to find a product that was basically, first of all, suitable to connect to these systems, yeah. to help us connecting to these backend systems easily. Yeah. And secondly, in the same time, thinking about APIs as assets on these systems. So we basically had to find a combination of what I call an integration product or middleware system and a capability that where we can actually then completely lifecycle manage yeah. um, our, our APIs if we build them. Plus basically having a tool set in place that can be also used by the organization. Um, but it's all technology at the end, technology yeah. choices. But I think one of the fundamental things, and I'm coming now to the product which we selected at the end, was the MuleSoft platform, or the AnyPoint platform from, from MuleSoft. Because one of the fundamental things there was, we can probably throw a lot of money into a new product now, but are we ready as BP to implement this such a platform, such a new concept of APIs, such a new mindset? Um, where really MuleSoft showed us that they have done this with other large corporates. Right. Um, and I can name a few, so like HSBC, yes. very big banking, and yes. um, Unilever, right? They are big corporates yeah. having very similar background in the sense of complexity. Mm -hmm. uh, Unilever has a, a similar setup in terms of technology yeah. with big SAP shop, yeah. big retail. Right? I think all this then said, hey, Decision factors are technology-wise, yes, we rated this, but also we then, at the end, we need a partner to help us to implement this new mindset and this new technology. And that's where we landed then with MuleSoft. Um, we've done a kind of a grow as we go uh, uh, assumption. And it was basically saying, let's not get into this kind of uh, classical BP world where let's go upfront licenses for the next yes, five years, yes. X millions, yes. and, and we don't know actually what's the appetite in so the organization. Steps, yeah? We really started, let's start slow. I asked for some money, seeding money, so yes. we started to implement the platform with some use cases. So one of the lighthouse use cases, which is now basically every customer, or every BP customer in the UK for retail stations might know BPME mm. nowadays. Mm. So BPME was fundamental. To, to implement the MuleSoft platform, right? Yeah. We implemented basically the right. first big showcase right. was uh, the BPME right. one. So basically we've shown quite quickly uh, with not a lot of money in a, in a quite quick way to implement the platform to write APIs to kind of user-facing uh, mobile devices. And I think that's where we really shown, hey, we can change. Yes. We, we have the ability to change, we have options to change. So, so, so that's a, a really, really powerful example, you know. I think everyone listening to this will, will know of BPME and know the scale it, it operates at. And, and so if you take that, we've, we've talked about the, the context, the background, the strategy, we've talked about actually where we are now. If you start, you know, looking forward to say actually thinking about more BPMEs and, and the scale, and we, we talked about the modular BP, are you in your mind, and, and the fact we've talked about the education and the mindset and the growth we need to do there, are you 
happy? Are you um, optimistic that it's not all about the product, but are you optimistic about actually uh, the, the way we've set up? Are we set up for, for growth and con continue to scale? scale? Like. I think technology-wise and from a, from a capability point of view, um, I think we have the basis there. Yes. Um, as I said, we, 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 the MuleSoft platform is running quite on a complex setup mm. because we run multi-cloud, right? Right. Basically, we are able now in whatever, uh, beginning of 2020, yes. we are able to deploy so-called MuleSoft applications or APIs or integrations into almost every cloud provider that we are operating in. Yes. Right? We have make, can make it very seamless for MuleSoft developers to build integrations into the Amazon cloud, into right. the Azure cloud, right? right? Um, and having the same user experience or developer yes. experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the same way, we've done all the complex work on networks, on connecting basically all the different um, components of the platform yeah. together, but still making sure that we just have one kind of marketplace available, right? We have one marketplace for APIs, irrespective of where they're deployed. Wow. So it means we, we, we implemented everything. I think the, the basics are there. We have a, a well, good established MuleSoft C4E yeah. available. Right, right. I think 2020 is all about mindset, it's all about education and basically really scales this approach. So we have the platform, it's set up, it, it works in our complex environment, now let's get the mindset right and let, let's kind of grow. <laughs> and absolutely, and I th hopefully I think the, the new ITNS strategy is an accelerator for this. This whole awesome. uh, modular BP I think is exactly what we need Excellent. because I think it probably helps us giving, getting us this kind of Jeff Bezos kind of mandate, mm. right? We're basically saying, hey, the only way to kind of interact with services are almost APIs. API. I think he's not calling it APIs, but I think we need this. And hopefully the ITNS strategy gives us this kind of push from the top to think about APIs as products at reusable assets, right? Very good. And not technology. It's, it's not technology. MuleSoft is not the kind of problem uh, nothing f to, which basically helps us for everything. Yes. It's more the mindset. It's and more the is an enabler. Very good. Right? So it's actually, and, and, and just looking to, to kind of bring it together now, if you were to to leave uh, listeners of this podcast with, with one one thing, one takeaway from all this discussion, you may, you may have said it then, but just to explicitly call it out, what, what would you say is, is the thing to, to think about and to take forward to, to enable this, this vision, this strategy we've talked about as well? Think about APIs as products. Yes. Yeah. Think about APIs for reuse, right? It's not, it shouldn't just solve a technical problem. It should be really an asset that we maintain, that we really have a life cycle on. And I think with this, it's the mindset of reuse, right? Yes. Yeah. We need to promote reuse for us as an organization to, to really scale and to be probably com uh, provide competitive advantage at the end. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Very good. Thank you so much Thank for that. You. That was really, really informative. And I hope you uh, listening on, on, on the podcast really enjoyed that as well. Thank you and speak soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.